three, two, one. Welcome back to another topic, uh, AT Talks. We're on topic two. Topic one was introductions. Topic two is burnout. We're going to try to keep this more positive. We have three people here today besides myself. We have Victoria, we have Ed, and we have Dan. So we're going to try to keep this positive, and we're going to discuss either how we handled our burnout and how we got back to our normal selves or how we prevent burnout the best we can. So if you guys just want to quickly introduce yourself, go ahead. Uh, so I'm Dan. I'm the athletic trainer at Hebron High School and through Community Care Network in Northwest Indiana. I'm Victoria. I don't know if you guys can hear me. I got some crazy internet going on in here. Um, yes, you do. I didn't get any of that. <laughs> hey, hold on just one second. I'm going to actually switch computers. Let me go to my work computer and see if that works real quick. So I'm going to stay on here until I can log in. Sounds great. Ed? And I'm uh, Ed Wasimikevich. Uh, I'm an athletic trainer up at Castleton University in Castleton, Vermont. So we have Vermont, we have two Indianas, and we have... Uh, California, Victoria, are you California, are you in Indy? Where are you Texas, at? Texas. Texas, all right, so you're down there with Bryce. Bryce is in Texas, Jeremy's in Texas. All right, so burnout, have, uh, have we all experienced some form of burnout before? Yep. All right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all right, so let's for start sure. with, for sure. All right, yeah. let's start with, hey, how you doing? I'm doing a video. Let's, let's start with, <laughs> <laughs> my uh, security maintenance. Let's start with what do you guys do to try to prevent burnout? Um, I'll start. Um, with me, prevention, I mean, it's, it's kind of hard because with me, when I get into periods where I feel burnt out, um, like right now we're going through crossover here up at Castleton where our winter sports are winding down, but our spring sports are winding up. So I've been having 6 a.m. lacrosse practices and then turning, then having 5 to 6 p.m. women's basketball practices and not time to go home. So it's kind of like I just kind of react to the situation. Um, so prevention is kind of hard, um, trying to find time to myself. This year it's been more difficult because I just became a new father last spring. So I'm trying to figure out, thank you, uh, navigating fatherhood with athletic training. So it's a, it's a little bit different. Um, so prevention, I mean, trying to take time for myself just to wind down, um, which, like I said, has changed drastically in the past year. But I used to I try and woodwork. Um, it's kind of my hobby where um, I just kind of put everything out of my mind. That's how I would try and prevent prevent it by doing more, but that's not happening. So, but yeah. Yeah, I, I think for us, the, the best thing from a preventative standpoint is kind of establishing clear set boundaries and time frames and time frames throughout your day. Um, obviously, it's a little bit easier for me um, at the high school setting than it is at the collegiate setting, just by the, the nature of the nature of the beast. Um, so for example, um, 
during the winter times and spring times, I don't really cover Saturday practices. Shoot arounds. Um. So I pretty much, can you hear me? I, I hear you. Okay. okay, all right, my microphone's doing some weird stuff here. Um, so I pretty much just kind of set those boundaries. So if they're doing Saturday stuff, I just kind of make it clear of when I'm going to be there, when I'm not going to be there. Mm -hmm. That they understand that and that they can reach me. Yeah. Um, as well as, you know, it's kind of being comfortable with saying no when you feel like you do. When you're getting to that point of doing, of feeling burned out and exhausted, um, communicating with those around you so that like, you know, I, I need this time, I need to, you know, not travel with basketball tonight if there's gonna be a provider there. And I always do that. And I always make sure um, for my other athletic trainers in our conference and, and in the area, I'm like, hey, if you're not able to come to my place, I'm here, don't worry about it. Just let me know what you guys need, I'll take care of it. Um, so I think a lot of those things are really kind of the best preventative standpoints, as well as, as you said, just finding some hobbies, some things that you enjoy doing that is your own and scheduling time specifically for that. Um, I love to read, so I read as I can. And I'm a big Marvel fan, so watching Marvel movies and stuff like that's my, you know, that's the kind of stuff that, that brings me joy and kind of helps, you know, take some of the edge off of everything. So. Okay, well, I first have to say thank you for another Marvel fan on here because I'm huge Marvel, <laughs> huge Marvel fan. Actually, let me take that back. Huge comic book fan. <laughs> um, but I've actually found for me, the best preventative for me is just to say the word no. Um, I have great AD. I have a great principal. Um, like this year, they tried to sponsor. So I work at a high school. And so they're trying to help make me help with prom and concession stands and things like that. And I just say, no, I, I just tell them, look, I've already got treatments in the morning. I don't, I've got practice till 6 a.m. I don't know when you want me to help with the concession stand. Um, but I mean, like another great thing is I'm lucky enough to have a principal, so I can bring my dog up here. <laughs> Can you guys hear me? Yes. Okay, making sure I have kids walking in and people walking in, so I just wanted to make sure you guys could hear me. I bring my dog up to work, and it's the best thing ever. If you want to see who the best ACL patient is, have your dog get an ACL surgery. <laughs> She's doing great. My kids, I have two kids that got ACLs and they love working with my dog because she's going through the same kind of thing. She's working on right motion. She's doing, to me, it helps burn out because I get to have my best friend with me. Um, but I think prevention probably for me is just so, I mean, just it's your life, not your principal, not your ADs, not your coaches. It's, it's you. Yeah, I agree. I think, I mean, I've been certified for 10 years now. And when I first started out, my girlfriend, who's now my wife, she was in vet school. So I was living up here by myself, no family near here. So I was bored. I lived in an apartment. So I, it's not like I could do work on the apartment. <laughs> so I wish I had utilized that free time when I didn't have to come in, when the expectation for me to come in seven days a week didn't exist. 
um, because it was one of those like I had the inherent need to take care of others um, and I had nothing else better to do. So yes, I did come in and my mindset was grinded out when I'm younger because if I'm going a hundred miles per hour for so many years before I'm married, before I have kids and when those steps in my life come and I get to step back, it's like, okay, Ed's going 98 miles an hour. Now he's going 96 miles an hour, but no, it's still like, no, Ed, we need you at 110 miles an hour. And, and it's kind of hard to set that boundary because I didn't say no. And the idea of saying no is great, but it is an extremely hard concept. Um, (laughs) So. Uh, what let's see. Am I muted? No. Okay. What would you say if um, you're trying to prevent things, but what if someone goes, "Hey, do you know what? I'm already burnt out." What's the advice for the person that's already past the the tipping point and they're already low energy, having to convince themselves to come into work or laying in bed like, oh. Yeah. So with with me with burnout, like when you read the articles, and I actually. I nerded it up and I read the NATA positions demand work-life balance just to kind of refresh everything. And it's like, when you hear about burnout, you think of the very, the very, the worst of it, where it's like you lose interest, you have, you're apathetic towards everyone, everything. And I wouldn't say I've, I've had what is defined burnout. I've had times of high stress, low rest, um, frustrated, but I don't think it's ever really affected my attitude and towards how I want to treat and how I treat my athletes, I might just be a little grumpier than I like to be. Um, so with me, it's one of those I've, I've powered through knowing like, Hey, I got three weeks left. I know I'm miserable. I know it's going to not get easier, but think of it. And that's when I, that was early on. Now that I have my wife, <laughs> we vent to each other because our jobs are very stressful. I'm, um so having that outlet's nice but it's it it gets a little little stress in our house because like we're both dealing with it um in all honesty when we finally bought a house that was very helpful because I did a lot of work I did a lot of drywalling painting so that when I was getting stressed out having that outlet where I just kind of shut off and just like, oh, I need to focus on this. What was this measurement? What's that measurement? Did I miss a spot? Everything like that. It distracted me. So yeah. I know we talked about having hobbies, but yeah, oh. that's the only thing I could really tell to someone who's already past that point. Just, just make it through. You got a couple of weeks left. So Dan, what would you say? You know, Indiana in the fall, we have football, volleyball, men's soccer, women's soccer, tennis, cross country, cross country, unified uh, flag football. What are you going to tell? Like it's September. And you're just, you're in the grind, but you're just feeling terrible. You know, I think when you get to that point, it's beyond, you need more drastic interventions. When you get to that point, you need to take kind of drastic measures. And when you really kind of get into it, burnout and other mental health really kind of, that then starts to become a huge major issue where we're really concerned about your actual mental health, not just time management skills. Um, when you get to that level of true burnout, we gotta do something about it, okay? Um, you know, I can only speak from my own personal experiences on that, and my issues with burnout really kind of stemmed from other mental health 
kind of issues, so to speak. Um, I was going through a period of my life where I was I was really depressed and having a lot of hard things in my personal life. So my my coping mechanism was to bury myself in work. So I just put my nose to the ground and just use that as kind of my direction, my distraction away from not dealing with the other issues in my life that were starting to go down the toilet. Um, so for me, the best thing that helped me at that point, when I started getting to that point, because I noticed myself getting really upset and irritated with athletes when they just come in, you know, a little thumb sprain. And I'm like, that's what I'm here for. Why am I being irritated with you about it? Um, so then I was like, I need some measures. So obviously I was, you know, going through psychotherapy um, to help with the other life issues and, and depression and, and all that kind of stuff. So I think when you're getting to that, I think you need to be bold and courageous enough to step into and look at what resources are available at your institution. Um, for us, you know, with Tom and I, we work at a hospital system. We have employee, employee health that has, you know, those mental health resources there for us. Um, a lot of universities, their campus health and counseling center, a lot of times open themselves out to, you know, staff and professors and stuff as well. So I think at that point, you really kind of need some additional help and as well as just help and support from your colleagues. I think the biggest problem with burnout is we tend to close off onto ourselves and not vocalize it to those in or around us. We try and just push through because that's kind of our mentality as a profession. We just we push through. So, Tori, what would you say? Um, well, actually, I've been doing a lot of talking about this in burnout. Everybody talks about it. We all know what burnout means. We, we know what to do. Um, but I actually found a term that I like better. It's fatigue. It's really big in healthcare professionals, um, nurses, doctors, PTs, PPAs. They, they all feel it. And I, I feel like this is something athletic trainers get, that we have so much compassion. We care for our job so much. Sometimes we put all of ourselves into it and we burn ourselves out. We get fatigued. And so actually my first job straight out of college I went I worked at a high school down in South Texas it was a big 4A school football is life think Friday night lights to the extreme um, so we had football we had cross country we had volleyball we had wrestling going on we had you know club sports going on and it was me and another athletic trainer and we were the only ones and it it, it got crazy and I got to the point where I was what most people think burnt out I didn't want to get out of bed in the morning I didn't want to eat I didn't any of that kind of and I was sat and I wrote in my journal and I said, why am I an athletic trainer? Why am I doing this? And, and I couldn't really think of, you know, an answer. I didn't have my why or why I loved my, and then one day I had an athlete come in and she had torn her ACL. She'd been six months in, doctor was giving her all this negative news, you know, hey, you may not play the same way you did before. You had a college scholarship or you may have just lost, you know, just a lot of negative stuff. So I sat down with my athlete and we talked about all the positives, you know, hey, you got ACL surgery, but it's not that big of a deal. You know, we'll come back, we'll play, you'll get your college. I mean, she just broke down in tears and she was so happy. And she said, you know, Coach Monkey, you're, you're awesome. Thank you so much. And that right there I found was my why. That was why I loved my job. That, I mean, just thinking about me helping these kids out of the depression they have or any problems they have. It, it like renewed my energy. And now every time I think about my job, I sit down every day and I'm like, 
what was one good thing that happened today? Um, if anybody follows me on my Twitter, they see all the sarcastic posts I post on there, my quote of the day from my athletes. Um, but that's, that helps me get through the day. <laughs> I mean, yeah. if it weren't for my kiddos, my students, my principals, I, I don't think I would have ever come out of it. So I've learned to rely on people, you know, have them tell me, hey, you're a great person. And I take that to heart, you know, not just a little, oh, that's a side comment. They tell that to everyone. I write it down and I remember it. I remember it five years later. I mean, my first job was five years ago. And I still think back to that athlete. And I sometimes I open up that journal. This is what I wrote about that day. And this is why I do my job. I get through the tough grind for this. All right. So some strategies overall we had. Find some hobbies. Do whatever you can to prevent it. Get a network. Don't just keep it in. Uh, mental health. Work-life balance. I like to call it the waves. Um, we start out with balance, but you know, like, you know, summer, summer is kind of low and fall and winter, you know, it's a wave. <laughs> I like that terminology. Yeah. And um, just, just being open and remembering your why I think purpose, that's a great thing. Is there anything else we want to add before we wrap this up? I mean, I think even going to the mental health aspect, even if you're not at that point, um, I've been to a therapist just, just to get a th- someone from outside of my life that wasn't going to try and tell me what I should do because it's easier for like when I'm talking to mom or dad or my sisters or some of my best friends, just say no. It's like, look, you guys don't work athletics. It's a different beast. I mean, I work when everyone's watching TV, (laughs) like, okay. (laughs) Like, you know, um, so I, I enjoyed it. And even though like I wasn't to a point where I thought I was at a point of no return, just, being able to talk and I went to a, con- a conference this summer and the woman who organized it referred to therapy as fa- a facial for the brain, which I thought was a really cool saying. Cause like, it's not, you, it might not be the most necessary thing, but it's just something that makes you feel good after and it kind of rejuvenates you and takes a weight off you. So I, I, I fully agree with that. It's just the state and our country with mental health is just, way behind and it's difficult i mean when i was looking for a therapist it took seven weeks to find someone <laughs> who was available so it's just the state and i and I, it's like i wasn't even a high risk for anything obviously so um yeah I, that's my two cents on that but. all right anyone else if not we're gonna end the video i would say i just think the last thing you know for trainers nobody knows our world better than us so really kind of cling to your colleagues that are you know in your network or in your conference or whoever you know mentors you know stick close to them and have a good open honest communication with them on on how you're feeling and even if it's just you know periodic check-ins how are things going and and be honest and upfront and real about it so I think that's something that huge I think we as athletic trainers I think it's getting better I think that's something we also need to kind of consider as well. Yeah, I mean, I guess I can add um, one more thing is you look on all the social media or a lot of things that people are saying or talking about, and there's a lot of negative stuff. I think the more negative you think, the more your mindset's going to become negative. So maybe if we try to keep things positive, light, airy, fun, um, it, it can help with the job. I mean, 
12 hour days, they're a grind, but being able to um, have fun with your job, it makes it a little bit easier. Even if it's only a 10 minutes a day or 20 minutes a day, maybe take a break during the day, watch your favorite show if you can. That's how I, um, but I mean, just try to break up the monotonous grind, the same thing every single day that, that can help. Well, thanks for joining us, uh, Dan, Ed, Tori. I really appreciate you guys coming on for this topic, and I'd like to have you on for future topics. I don't know what topic three is yet because I haven't put a poll out, but we'll find out next week. And uh, thanks for taking some time to talk about some burnout and how to prevent it and how to try to get out of it if you fall into that hole. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks a lot. Thanks.